is Taylor Harvis from Carla, and you're listening to Imogen Turner. This is Tyler Harper. I'm from Capra, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. I was Like, hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Interview Under Fire. Uh, this is your host, Sonny. I'm joined by my co-host, also my brother, James Reza. How's it going? Good. What's up? Yeah, whatever. Uh, and today we are joined by one of our amazing friends and an amazing musician in Tyler Harper of Capra. Here's the thing. Yeah, when we... the last time I was sweating and, and, and in pain uh, when we did the, the Right, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, last week was the wing interview. About so that show, uh, that that night, we did it before the show, which I can't imagine you playing a show. The band that played before you was a band from Austin called Hellfire. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember like three times during their set, I had to run to that 7-Eleven around the corner and buy Pepto-Bismol because I never felt that kind of feeling in my stomach before. They actually yeah. came They came through Tulsa a couple weeks ago and I went by to see them for that reason. I felt bad for having run out of them, run out on them because we were hurting from wings. No, yeah, no, my stomach was hell. Uh, so Um, if anybody's watching for the first time with tyler we we've done uh he's been on the show like the the normal the normal iuf thing and then we did the hot wings interview with him and crow yeah um and there was a that was probably the most swearing we've ever had on our show which is cool i totally get it anybody who tasted the bomb would totally understand and then uh and then we this is this is this is round three. Yeah. So uh yeah. And by the time this episode airs, now this part I, I want to make sure Tyler is aware. You're going to make an announcement this Friday about the new single, correct? Uh on the twentieth. Is that this Friday? That's, is that? Wait, sorry, I keep thinking that's it's next not- Thursday. Yes, next. I'm sorry. I'm oh. on like I'm on like Oppenheimer time, so I'm just uh, going crazy on that. No, it's okay. Um, you had me like checking. I was like, oh god, is it that close? Okay, so it's not this Friday, but next. Well, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Next Thursday is the twentieth. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, what is the single that's going to be released on that day? The, the first single is tied up. Tied up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to release oh, that yeah. with a music yep. video and like all the announcements and you know, video and everything. Vinyl pre-orders and all that. That's what's up. Hey, I can get Capra on vinyl. That's what's up. Right. Um, I'm getting it. Are you are you doing the album announcement on the same day? Yes. Everything. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Mm. Okay. Awesome. What so, a great day. <laughs> that's going to be a great day. Uh, so let's go and start it here. I'm going to do just the introduction and then we're we're just going to go. We're just going to go. All right. Ready? Yeah, go for All it. Right. Roll. All right, three, two, and all right, guys, welcome back to Interview Under Fire. This is your host, as always, Sonny, and today I'm joined by my co-host and James Reza. James, how's it going? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, we're also joined by one of our very good friends and one of our like one of the more talented musicians I've ever come across. Uh, the the great Tyler Harper, also known as Taylor Harvest of Taylor Capra. Tyler, Tyler, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Always great to have you on here. I think this is the, I can't remember how, I don't even know how many times we had you on here on IUF. It's three or four times. Uh, yeah, it's like 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Closer to that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. <laughs> like- Last time was the, the hot wing challenge and I'll never do that again. So yeah, yeah same. I haven't, I haven't had any desire to ever do it again. And so. people, our, our listeners already know that IUF interview under fire. That's we, we like IUF is yeah. what we say a lot now, but that's where the name originates from. We give our guests, our beloved guests, chicken wings, and we just try to survive. And as of today, about a year and a half ago, when we did that interview with Tyler and Crow, the amazing Crow Lotus, uh, we are still feeling the after effects. Oh uh, yeah, of those wings. So really I know, ja- I know one, James is one sauce. It was just it was the one sauce. It really the one was one sauce sent it over the edge. It was yeah. the bomb. Even like the dab. I remember the dab. Oh. Even like was we were barely. Tyler, you were crying. I remember I you were crying. crying. There was one yeah. question where you... I cried for like three to four days after that as well. We played a show uh, immediately after doing this, which was a which horrible is... decision. <laughs> yeah, we should have uh, just canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. I, I, I remember. Crying. 
Hey, I remember that it had like a slightly hallucinogenic effect on me. I remember feeling. Dude, it was it was it was it was a trip. Crow mentioned how it was like a it was like a journey, like a mental journey that all four of us took together, and it can only be achieved by by just hanging out with these wings and just really just letting it all out. And or the Dalai Lama, yes, yeah, that we only had that too. But uh, and shout out to our very own. well, IUF members, Corey Hodges, who unfortunately can't be here today. He was the one who to put together the wings. I'm sure Tyler, you remember Corey, who was there. I do. Yeah. Makes um, a lot of the sauces himself. Yeah. Pretty cool. And big part of IUF. Uh, so shout out to Corey Hodges. Of course, shout out to Crow Lotus and to everyone over at Capra. Uh, Tyler, you got some exciting things coming up. Uh, James, if you want to dive into those. So we've got, we've got a record we'll talk about in a minute. Yep. Um, we've got a European tour, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, anything else we should know about on the horizon? We're just gonna freeform um, it, man. Let's let's just get uh, things going. Well, well is, is there is it? But but first, answer that. Is there anything else coming up that we should we should know about? Uh, well, there's some things we can't say just yet. But we that's, also that's fair. Have, getting back from European tour. I think we're only in town for two weeks, and we leave. We're going on tour with Zayo through. That's what's up? Yeah. Uh, like we, I think we start in Detroit and come down the northeast uh, or the east coast and. And that'll be fun. I love Zayo. I've been a huge yeah. fan for years Same. and years and years. So me too. Yeah, man, Dude, you're touring really with cool. like bands that I I grew up like listening to. This is crazy. Like, I'm just, yeah, well, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, it's and not... the way that you guys have been picking up steam. You guys did that uh, small tour with Killswitch and and yeah. Currents, and mm-hmm. uh, Brian came through town from Currents earlier this year with Parkway, and we we talked about you. You know, we talked yeah. about Brian's how, awesome. How, yeah. And uh, man, how how was that tour? Let's talk about like the touring life. When what you've been with, like who who you've been touring with, like how is the experience maybe different now than when you when we last spoke? Yeah. Uh. So we've done a lot more. Um. I think I think the last time we had spoke, like we were just starting to like roll momentum, and like COVID was ending, kind of like it would come back and pop up off and on. But anyway, like we. That was starting like the snowball effect of us touring just like a lot constantly. Yeah. And so this year we've done we've done quite a few. We started off January. We re- we we went to Austin, Texas to record our our new album. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. And then in February, oh, I can't remember what we did in February. Uh, it's March, such a it's such a blur now. It is March, I believe, was uh, we we did we had never played. Uh, we've, we, well, we played Florida before, but like not many cities. We played Jacksonville and Pensacola like seven years ago or something like that. So we did like a whole Florida tour. Like well, we went up to like Savannah and then went down and just did a bunch of dates in right. Florida. It was like, you know, everybody was saying, come to Florida. Well, we did. We went to Florida <laughs> and we chose to go at, uh, what we learned while we were on the way was spring break. And that was a, right. So uh, we did a couple of shows with the band Thirst. They're a hardcore band um, from the South Florida. Uh, really cool, really cool band. In April, we did the Kill Switch Engage yep. and the Currents Tour. And that was probably the easiest tour I've ever done in my life. Um, there was no, like, it was cool to be around, like, you know, Kill Switch and musicians that, you know, I've listened to for a long time. And there was just no egos. There was no stress. There was no BS, dude. It was it was cool. Everybody was there to play music. Um, all the shows were on time. Everything was just structured. The whole crew was was really cool. Uh, so yeah, probably the easiest one. Currents was awesome. We hung out with them a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember what we did in May. I think we took May off. June, okay. we just did the Furnace Fest Benefit Bash. Right. Um, yeah. with like Acacia uh, Strain and mm. Dark Sour, Melee, Integrity, and dude, so many cool bands. It was awesome. Man, look at these bands that you guys are just touring with. And oh, as you're God. talking, Tyler, you're refreshing my memory, uh, like second to second, because yes, Brian did. I did mention Brian from Currents came by with Parkway earlier this year, but he was also on IUF when they promoted their new album, I believe, The Death We Seek, around yeah. April. I texted you that day when Brian was yeah, on the you show. Did. I remember and- Dude, he had nothing but this is what I was meaning to say. He had nothing but great things to say about like Capra and, and just just the camaraderie that you guys have built throughout that small. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was even though it was a small tour. I feel like and James and me discussed this, how how this tour exposed a lot of metalcore fans, like traditional metalcore fans to a band like Capra, because you had Currents and Killswitch. I feel like they have a lot of similarities, but Capra 
that was a whole different world for other people for uh, to explore that they may have never I'm sure none of them heard you guys before this. Yeah, there was a no. lot. There was a lot of people that came to the show and, you know, they would talk to us after and be like, I had never heard of you guys. And I'm like, awesome. isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's why we're here. There's new ears in the crowd, you know, yep. see our live show. That's the way to do it, too. You've never heard yeah. our, our albums. Yeah. And then you're seeing it live. And you're like, what is that? So I, I, I Sonny, and I've had this conversation recently, too, like sometimes, uh, we'll sort of forget how much we love a band until we see them live. Like I, what, one of the bands that comes to mind for me is Mastodon. Like I, you know, I, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't normally like just choose to put on a mass Mastodon album, but you know, they toured this summer and went to, went to or I guess it was late spring, but went to go see him with Gojira. And it's like, Oh my God, Mastodon's so great. And, yeah. uh, and you know, it's just, it's a really cool way to experience, you know, music you have in a long time. Having said that though, kind of segueing into the next thing we want to talk to you about, uh, some of our listeners don't know the story of how Sonny and I yeah. uh, got, got into Capra and it was an accident. Um, and t- Tyler, we've told you this story before, but people listening might not know. Sonny was going to play the new Chevelle for me and Capra was next to Chevelle and his iPod. And so he just he accidentally clicked. Yes, on I, you know I still have an iPod, by the way. If anyone's wondering. He does yes. still have an iPod and he the accidentally only clicked on. The only one. <laughs> he has to keep it. It's he's actually been sanctioned by the government to take care of that iPod. So we leave that part he out. Plays, but... He plays. He plays Capra. He's like, you know what? I'll just leave this on. And two or three songs into the record, I was like, what is this? He's like, oh, this is this is this band that was on my show recently. They're called Capra here. Yeah. <laughs> so so great, a, a great conversation about that because I was actually talking to James for like uh, four or five minutes and he wasn't saying a word. And I was, and I was like, are you listening? Like, I didn't ask him if he's listening to me. He just kept, he was just, he was just, I can tell he was listening to the songs. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to, he's probably not going to answer me. I was just talking to him about, I don't know, whatever. We can, we, we're going for dinner tonight or blah, blah, blah. And that's when he mentioned, what is this? Like, like he just said. And that entire day from that point on, Capra took over. I mean, it's already taken over my life at that point, but James was just encapsulated by, <laughs> I remember so James going home. We, we, th- I think, I think it was that night. That night I went home and looked it up and whatever. You wrote the was review. Available, wrote the review of the album that night. Listen to the, the whole I have, thing. I've never seen someone get so encapsulated and just just swarmed well, by an that, album. Like, and that's was, that's why I wanted what I wanted to talk to you about next, Tyler. Is, you know that happens that happens like a handful of times in a lifetime. You hear a band once, like one time through a few songs, and you're immediately a fan. Yeah, that, like, you immediately just love that band a lot. It happens so rarely in your life. I can name very few bands that's happened with. And yours was one of them. And so, uh, what was what, who was that for you? Name a couple for for us for you. One of the, some of those bands you heard them and you were just in immediately immediately like into them. Um, Black Sabbath, it's probably Black the Sabbath. first. Yeah. Uh, every time I die, I knew you were gonna say. It. I can oh, see them behind man. your head right now. Yeah. 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 Um, trying to think, probably like Rush. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, if we're if we're staying at like hardcore bands, there I, there's a lot that like maybe some people haven't heard of. There's this band called Bungler. They're okay. also from Buffalo. Incredible. I remember the first time I heard it, I was just like, "Oh, this is interesting. Good. Save that." Um, it's it's really like I don't know. I've become so jaded over time with music, sure. especially like sure. I, I really listen just for like one thing, you know, and it's just riffs. Sure. No. Love, you know, and that's why I think the first time I tried to just jam pack it with with riffs, dude, it's so riff. And that's actually crazy that was one year of- that like, you know, you that people were even listening to it. It's still crazy to me that I never really expected people to hear it. I I, I thought it was another local band I was joining. I've been in so many local bands and I was like, oh, you know, there's a few people that will listen to this, but that'll be it. And so it's and- just nuts that, you know, we're, we end up next to Chevelle on an iPod. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Man, so probably one of the best accident I've ever had in, in my life. Yeah, I was super. I'm <laughs> I mean, super excited. That, I mean, I've that, already that had at that point. You already know if Capra's already on my iPod. I mean, in transmission was just on repeat over and over. Yeah. Like, and uh, we were picking up the rental car that day. We were actually in the rental car, I think. So we were in the rental car. Yeah, and then my car was getting repaired. And that's, so yeah, he pops in the rental car and pops on the new Chevelle, which happened to be Capra. And I was like, man, this Chevelle is awesome. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this good. But you're talking about riffs. Actually, you know, one of the things that really sticks out about your band is the way you write riffs. And that's why I asked that question because I, I don't, it's kind of trying to see where some of that comes from. You're, I mean, 
I could, and I th- I think it's a goal for every musician to to kind of be that way. But I could hear like twenty guitar riffs in a row, and one of them's Tyler, and I could probably tell which one's yours because it's yeah, I don't know, something, something about the scales and the modes. I don't know enough about music theory to be able to point out anything. It's just that there's probably a handful of like intervals that your fingers just do and whatever it is. I think that's great. I think that's I awesome. Have a few things that like I mean I've I've everything's kind of taken from other people these days, but like I sure. remember. Kurt Blue at one point in time uh, was talking about like how he was writing riffs and stuff like that. And there was one thing in particular that he said where he would just, he, he would get to the point where he would write the same riff over and over again, but then you would try to like outdo that. And then he said something like, try to make, try to do a riff in a circle on the fretboard. You know what I mean? Like try to make a circle out of it. And then right. like, I would just start doing stuff like that where right. like, I think that's where like the beginning and the second part of Locust Preacher came from. Right. Is with those riffs. And I was just trying yeah. to do it to where it was just like this repeating circle pattern. That's cool. You end up with like inversions of and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah. So anyway, enough of us just gushing about your first album, even though I could I could do it for a long time. That's really that's really a fun <laughs> album. But uh, uh go uh, ahead. Can, can I mention something? Tyler, uh, I don't know. I, I know you've done a ton of these. You've done a ton of interviews and all, all well-deserved recognition too. I don't know if you ever go back, if you ever go back to our first conversation, because I think about that a lot these days. When we first like connect, we were on Skype. I don't know if you remember this. And, yeah. and I remember your dog was there doing the interview and it was just, I told you how much I really appreciated the album. This is probably a, a, about a month before James came and visited. But just the the way we just hit it off, man. I've never had that connection with a guest of mine, dude. I've had maybe five hundred guests on IUF, and you are you are the one that stands out to me. Like everyone stands out to me in a unique way. But the way we hit it off, the chemistry that you and me just we we fed off yeah, of each great. other, and and uh, I remember I like, keep coming back. Dude. I know, right? For like a like a psychopath, he keeps but coming one, back. And <laughs> one of my back. one of one of my favorite <laughs> moments of that year. And this is the point I'm trying to make. It's just uh, that year when we went to go. Actually, I think. No, it was in June. We went and yeah. came in and visited you in uh, in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my favorite trips ever. I mean, and I would also like to point out, besides the fact that we loved your band, that was also like you were mentioning at the end of COVID. That was the first live music I had seen in, you know, over a year anyway, a year and a half. Yeah. And it was it, we we decided to make that our introduction back into live music. We would drive to Lafayette where they were still doing live music, or they were doing it again already because here they weren't yet. But that was uh, to see a, to right, see a band that, that we really right liked at the beginning too. That was, that was like right, one yeah. Of that our, was, one of our few, I was like, like first shows back to do it. Yep, it was like we, taking pictures of there were people setting up drums. I was taking pictures and sending it to people. Like, hey, remember this? Remember like drums and stuff? Like and, yeah, it was like people here. What this was, is crazy. Was, people are crazy. I remember when we like were pulling up to the venue and we would always joke about this. And Tyler knows this now. And it, we almost like hit Crow's car because we we pulled up right behind her. And they were like, okay, we're too close. We gotta back up. And then and then who gets out of the car? And I was, was telling James, awkward. Whoa, that's that's Crow. It, that's dude, awkward. That was awkward. Yeah, it, I mean she didn't see us, but but thank you. She God. got a new one now. But but the, could have banged it up. But if you think about it, it felt like I almost as a, at a point where I was like starstruck because I saw you and then I saw Crow and I'm like thinking, I mean, they're friends of ours already, but I'm talking to James like, dude, we got to get their autographs, things like that. that that's, that's <laughs> no. how much you, the way you like meant to us and, and getting to see you in person. I still, that, that moment still, I know that moment happened, but I know we're here talking, but that's still surreal to me. Just the way yeah. that entire moment transpired getting to I love feeling like that. talk so we, we mentioned earlier you're about to go to Europe and okay. uh I just I wanted to know some because of the level you guys are at right now kind of uh building steam on the rise but you're not uh you know we're not kill switch engaged yet so I'm yeah. curious just just from a practical point of view how are you guys getting gear to Europe what are you guys doing I've uh, done a few so- three different ways well the, well, the the main way that we do it is, uh, I mean, I'm bringing two guitars, Trevor's bringing two basses, and then, you know, we, we Jeremy brings cymbals and a snare, I think. That's it. We okay. do backline for the rest of it. Um, okay, yeah. We have a really solid booking agent out there in Europe. Uh, it's Roman with D19, mm-hmm. and he's kind of just, they, you know, between him and our management, like, they take care of it, and then they set it up to where it's not going to be, we're not going to be out there guessing at to what to do, you know? Right on. 
What are you looking forward uh, to the most in Europe as far as like destination? Um, Spain. Yeah, I love Spain. Awesome. Never been. Right on. Yeah. There's, I mean, and then like the Czech Republic. Like I've never been to Czech Republic. I've been everywhere else we're going. I've been to before, but I, okay. Um, I've never been to Czech Republic, and we're playing one one of the festivals is out there. I think it's Brutal Assault. Maybe it's Brutal Assault. Right on. Man, you guys are playing Brutal Brutal Assault. Yeah, that's no big deal. Just one of the biggest heavy metal festivals in the world, dude. Yeah, right. That that that's great. No, no, um, James. Uh yeah. No. Uh, well, I mean, I, so my you you answer you kind of answered one of my questions. There was going to be like you know where where have you been on this tour and where have you not been already before? Uh, but I will ask this though. So going to some of those, those places and I was looking at your, your itinerary, a lot of Germany, Spain, mm-hmm. France, you are going to Czech Republic. Uh, wh- where, what do you know about the scenes in these places? What do you know about the like um, hardcore scenes or whatever, you know, metal scenes and all that stuff. They're, def- all? they're definitely out there. About the hardcore scene. I don't know much, but about the metal metal scene. Like I, I played in another band, um, in 2018, I got asked to, like, I was a hired gun in this band called the Midnight Ghost Train. And we did a 35 to 40 day tour in Europe. I think wow. we hit like 12, 13 countries or something like that. Um, Europeans definitely show up to shows. They're all wow. on like earlier. Um, Germany's wild. They pack the place out. They love merch. They support music. It's it's that's super cool. it's a whole different world for sure like it's cool over here in the states everybody goes off like pat shows will pack out we still have those like you know those off date wednesday night where it's like oh you know there's significantly less people here than uh the friday and saturday night shows sure yeah and over there it's like that's what they do they, they get off work they go to a show and then it ends early enough to where they can either catch their train or they ride a bike home and that's cool pretty sweet man it's always it was always it's nice to have like things like that to look forward to going over to europe and yeah i can't wait to hear the reception from all the fans that you guys are gonna get i hope like yeah even like dropping are going to europe as capra so i i only know it from the other band i played with and the reception was good this one is just this one's you know this is my thing it's not like I'm hired to be in this band. Like this is something we created and and mm-hmm. are now getting to go over there to play for people. And I'm just hoping it 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 pops off. And I'm hoping everybody likes it. And dropping new music around this time, it's <laughs> uh, while you're touring. That definitely, uh, I feel like that amps up the level of excitement. So that's going to be awesome. Now we're, we can go ahead and segue into this, uh, James, if you want. Let's let's get to uh, errors. Um, if, so, you wanna, uh, if you want to, if you want to. Take the home yeah, here. yeah. So we're we're trying to air this episode around the time that you make the announcements and everything. Um, so and I, I want to, you know, I don't want to spoil too much. I want to save. Obviously, obviously, we're saving. We want to save the people's, you know, first impressions from when they actually hear like you're single and everything. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to save some of my thoughts for writing an actual review later that you can use for press if you want, whatever. But first impressions, listening to what I, what I've heard um from new capra i would say and i i don't want to i gotta be careful not to not to compare too much to the first record because i don't want to i don't want to take anything away from that although i think we've done a good enough job fangirling about how much we loved your first record um that i I couldn't i don't think i could say anything that would take anything away from that however having said that um i really was curious you know the first record there's a lot of different ways you could have gone I mean, you know, as far as like, you know, and, and you, we know like a lot of bands will drop a record and they tour like you guys did. And then they start getting influenced by the bands they tour with, which is there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's beautiful. I think that's awesome. And it shows community. Um, I really feel like your new album has a much stronger sense of band identity than your first album did. Like we we kind of know who we I mean, you know, obviously your riffs have have their have their own identity but as a as a unit as a as a band i feel like it's a little stronger in this one like as far as who, who you're going to be um right. jeremy and i i will i would just my first love as far as music goes my first love was drums and i do mm-hmm. want to just really briefly talk about how much i love jeremy's drumming He's on the so first underrated crazy yeah insanely uh, really, really i mean you know from a technical point of view, we're not we're not going to top like a lot of the guys are already out there, right? Like from you know, if we're talking just like technicality, we're not going to beat like Matt Griner or you know, there's there's already guys out there that are playing the most notes possible 
And so yeah. what we're looking for is a voice and like a personality and musicality that's really unique. And Jeremy, oh my God, like really, yeah. like every every song, every song, like we're listening. Yeah. I'm just listening to the way he plays. And on the first record, one of my favorite things about the first record was the way that the drums were produced and mixed. And I know that I know that I read some things that that wasn't a lot of people's favorite. I adored the way that the drums sounded on that record. I thought it was really live and really present and not so not so polished and honestly if the way that the new record is produced it really has that 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 feeling of of uh rawness that i really yeah. appreciate that's um, a, so that's a huge we're, we're definitely not fangirling <laughs> right not fangirling and again trying to trying not to spoil but i want to let i want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit again you know you don't want to spoil anything because i know you're you got you're, you're dropping it soon but walk us through a little bit of how how that happened. You know, Capra sounds. Here's what I'll say: Your album, obviously, you you wrote it and you recorded it to to try to. You know, we're trying to get more fans, build a following. However, I would like to say, as somebody who liked your first record, if you're somebody who already likes Capra, there's more of what you liked about Capra on the second album than there was on the first, even. So go. walk us through a little bit about how we arrive at an even stronger Capra identity the second time around. Um. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> awesome. I, I uh, That's a great answer. That's the I don't know. <laughs> All right, moving I, on. I literally like, so with the first album, like I said earlier, like I never really expected anybody to hear. I thought it was just, I was writing music for myself and what I wanted to hear. And, uh, and like for years before that, you know, I would play in local bands and I would try to do uh, what was popular. You know, I'd be in a doom band. It'd be an instrumental, like, a uh, pretty ambient band to do different sorts of metal and stuff like that. And then like, uh, I think before, like right before it was probably, no, it was 2015. Yeah. I, I, I went into rehab uh, for the last time. And then when I got out, I, I didn't want to go back to doing what Jeremy and I were playing in a doom band before that. Right. And I just wanted to play fast and I wanted to just do, I wanted to get back to like my roots and what I love about music. So we started a hardcore band. Uh, that evolved. We did the first album. Somehow uh, we get an email from Metal Blade. I'm like, oh, well, how is this possible? Uh, so that that all takes a turn, you know, and then I'm like, after that comes out, I'm seeing all the, the reviews and the comments and people like it. And the, some people hate it. And I'm like, that's cool, too. Um, but I was like, oh, well, now we have like more people listening now, like the eyes and the attention is sure. focused on what we're going to do next, you know, mm -hmm. so. I wanted to just keep some of that chaos that I, that I was, that I was writing with, but I also wanted to like um, clean it up for, for people that may not understand like any sort of chaotic hardcore. So I started structuring the songs differently uh, and also in a way to have uh crow be more of like the limelight, more of the front, um, you know, the, in the, in the front of the mix and everything, mm -hmm. it's not just like she's singing over just chaos or, or screaming over chaos and, and all that. So now it's like everything I feel on this album is dialed into where you, if you're paying attention to like one little instrument, it's like you said, it's got to have that character rather than it be like, I mean, we know we're not the greatest musicians in the world, uh, but we have, we have our own styles in the way that we yeah. write. And I think that shows with everybody, especially on this album. It's not just yes. like, oh, listen to this crazy riff after crazy riff. It's like everybody has their moments on this one. Yeah. And it's it's much more um evolved, I think. I would I would very much agree. Uh and, and also for anybody who's listening who isn't super familiar yet, one of the things I personally really loved about Kappa from the beginning was that there was an almost I don't like to use this word, but there's almost like a almost like a nostalgia for anybody who came up in it, not, not just listening to like giant, huge, famous hardcore bands, but actually going being part of a, a scene, being part of a something real, a community. And I, you really, I think you really captured the spirit of that. And so on the new album, I feel the spirit of that is even stronger. Uh, I feel like this, that, that spirit of like, you know, uh, I, it's 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 very polished. It's very clean. I don't want to give the wrong impression, but there's like a there's like a, a DIY kind of a nature to what 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 I'm feeling. That's really more the the, the evocative nature of it is is that like Capper's the kind of band that could be like your band, you know. Like I love Comeback Kid a lot. I really do. Comeback Kid yeah. is awesome, but Comeback Kid is like really far away 
and not to me because I didn't know about them until they were already huge. They're like super far away and they're like on a giant stage. That's I can't even see the guys on the band and Capra is the kind of the sound when you're listening to the record, this you're like listening to it. You're like, this is, this could be my band. This, this is operation Ivy. You know, this is my night yeah. before Gilman street. Like this is the place where like, this is part of my scene. Like this is something I could really be a, be a part of. And so and, I'm glad that translates. We, we definitely really, want that aspect of it. That's you know, awesome. I've always yeah. been into the more raw sound rather than a polished album. I just, yeah, same. Um, I don't know if it sounds too perfect. I, I just, it, it doesn't I, resonate ugh, with me. I yeah. couldn't agree more, man. I really, yeah, I, I do. And, and not just, it's hard to say, like, you know, it's not, and I, I again, I'm not trying to, I don't want to, I want to be careful. Like people aren't hearing me say like, oh, they, 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 this is recorded like a black metal album. It's recorded very well. It's recorded very well. There's just some stylistic choices that were made between you. And by the way, talk to me a little bit. Who produced this album? Who was this? And how do you uh, know it was it? Andrew Hernandez out okay. um, at Estuary. And he's got, well, we did it in another studio. And I'm just forgetting right now. So uh, if Andrew's watching. Okay. This. He did uh, Portrayal of Guilt. And okay. this will destroy you. The last glassing album, That's or the last album. two glassing albums, and yeah, great, great person to work with. What's uh, what's his name again? I'm sorry, Andrew Hernandez. Okay, I we probably have a connection. We have a I have a buddy that was in This Will Destroy You, and oh, yeah. also based in in uh, he's right. not anymore. But he played drums for them for a while, and he's uh uh he has a, has I think his studio is in Denton actually, but certainly has connections in. Oh, Austin, yeah. so. I've known Chris and Jeremy for a long time. They're good people. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. Very cool. So that explains a lot. That helps me helps me understand. So yeah, you guys made some choices between the band and your producers that really you can you can tell what you were going for, which to me is like that's like the ultimate goal of any recording. Like can you can you tell what the uh, the artist was trying to do? Can you believe their art? Like can you believe this was something that they meant to say? That this is a feeling you were meant to feel, a thought you were meant to think. As opposed to like, you know, bands where you're like, I'm not sure if I really believe this or not. I don't know if this was, if this is really them or if this is like a whole bunch of people in their ears telling them this is what their album is supposed to sound like. And so anyway, that's, that's kind of what I mean yeah. when I'm, when I'm yeah. getting around. It's not a raw sound doesn't necessarily mean like it sounds like garbage on purpose. I mean, what I mean by a raw right. sound is it sounds like it sounds real. It's emotive. It's evocative. It's, it's what, yeah. it's, that's it's what really, I like. Yes, I mean, all of the albums that are my favorite albums are that way, you know, where yes. it's not overproduced or polished or you can just tell like it's patched in. And I don't know. It's nice. I just want the real rock and roll feel. Same. Uh, speaking of like the feel of the real rock and roll, Tyler, I'm going to ask you something that I've had. I've had some of my specific guests like Andrew from Comeback Kid. I had Mike from Vatican on the show. I had Jake from Judiciary on the show. And the commonality between these three front men are is that they perform in hardcore bands. On the subject of hardcore, I want to take I want to uh, get a sense from your perspective. I don't think I ever asked you this. I feel like we were we were like on the line of you know on on the line of the subject a couple of times during our previous interviews, but maybe I'm just noticing it. Uh, maybe it's been going on, but the revival of the hardcore scene, you mm -hmm. know. Are you seeing that or is it just me? Because oh, yeah. you have bands like, you know, Knocked Loose, even the, the Ghost the Ghost Inside, they're back and doing their thing. Say, and we would all say so, thank you to Knocked Loose. I think that's, I know, uh, I know. They really picked it. I think they really picked it up for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But, they, but it yeah. Really took off but, in a certain way that is great. So you are seeing it then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, what is it about the hardcore scene that you love the most about? Like, that, what are you seeing at these shows? How are people being ex like maybe even re-exposed to the genre that maybe they left behind 10 mm -hmm. years ago you know uh, i believe it was jake from judiciary shout out to him by the way if you haven't listened to that new record flesh and blood this year you're missing out one, of my, favorite, yet, no. one of my favorite albums of the year uh and they're also local um uh, local lubbock texas but still they're, they're, they're from texas but he mm -hmm. mentioned how bands liked knock loose and jesus peace they're important oh, yeah. bands even turnstile you can throw them yeah, into the mix how, they're, how they are important for that hardcore movement and moving this genre along in a way that i have never seen before i have a newfound appreciation of this genre because of bands like capra and knock loose and you know I, i'm getting reintroduced to jesus peace again but like what are your opinions on this like where do you see this going forward do you guys feel like like that scene is kind of helping the way 
errors is going because if people don't know that's the title of the new album by the time this uh, uh, episode airs that's the new that's the title of the new album from capra but um but i see it even getting better coachella just formed a knock loose uh, yeah it's crazy yeah <laughs> you bet what you get what i meant yeah. and, and i would i would uh <laughs> i'm having a stroke would, here guys i'm gonna sign off <laughs> i would add i added this question uh that sunny's asking what can we do as me and Sonny and listeners, what what do you think, in your opinion, what what should we do to keep this going? Because I think this is a great thing. What do we? What do you uh, see that needs to be simply done? answer the question of whether it's like is that like influencing the way that we are doing things? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, I think I think a major part of like yes, knocked loose and turnstile and Jesus peace. Uh, they're they're all doing like big things and they're changing the game. But I think somebody that always gets left out and who is the really, to me, the driving force behind this is uh Sonny from hate five, six. Well, uh, I know for, dude. Oh, just I was just watching dude, videos. Oh, out dude, like, thank you. Constantly... I was just, I was just looking through the channel today and how many videos he's put up in the last like three yeah. days is unbelievable. I have found so many bands that I love through that channel. Same. And, and I, and I do almost, weekly daily like if i look you know he's constantly putting stuff out he's going to shows he's putting in the work and i think he is a huge part of why hardcore is making that comeback we got to get I, him on the show dude that is a very so good he's a great he's a great person to talk to um that's a really good phenomenal really good person point. um but anyway like uh, like i was saying yes of course they're they're influencing it um before i was in capra jeremy and i had another band in like 2008 2009 it was called wildfires and we had a mod we had like a, a slogan and it was no breakdowns because everybody at that time was doing breakdowns it was just sure. that's all it was yes. and um so for the first album i uh, or first capra album i, I kind of took that on and i was just like yeah no breakdowns let's just go fast all the way through relentless from start to finish um and then afterwards like i would get i would see more comments and uh more reviews or just anywhere online of people talking about the the album and one of them that rang out was like you know it's good just needs more breakdowns and i was like okay well wasn't supposed to be on the first album but look i'll give you some and i think on this new album uh i did i i, I threw in a, a bunch of cool breakdowns uh and i think that's just like a, a popular part of it these days like not loose i know that they said uh at some point that they just loved breakdowns and they were like, well, what if we made this band all breakdowns? And like, it's just <laughs> resonating so well with people, especially after like what the whole world just went through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just angry. And I think people want to find that way to feel. Uh, yeah. it's, it's an outlet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tyler, uh, yeah, 100%. definitely influencing us in, in certain ways. Tyler, I have a question. Do you ever feel any pressure when you come, when you sit down and write new music again, especially after the reception that In Transmission got? Because oh, people yeah, love that album, you know. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do about that? Do you are you someone who just drowns out the noise, tries to do that, or, or like mm. what what happens? Because I know that you're someone who really you show dedication to your craft as a opposed and to you, anyone else I've seen. It was, it was interesting that you just you just told us, and I'm not I'm not this is not trying to paint anybody in a corner. This is just. For the sake of conversation, you just told us you read some reviews that said need some breakdowns and you put some breakdowns in. So I think mm -hmm. what Sonny just asked is actually a really good question. Yeah. How do you how do you what what noise do you let in when you're writing? Um, stuff? Well, I, I don't really let uh, anyone if, if it's like if it's hate, like I don't care. That's OK. I, there's music I don't like, you know. Sure. Um, there, there's parts of it where I'm like, I don't understand why you had to say it. Like, you know, but, uh, <laughs> right. you know, I don't, I don't really let, I don't really let that get to me, but if there's, if there's certain things like, especially like close friends, or if anybody is, is out there and they're, they're hearing, they're listening, they're taking the time to listen to the music I've created and they're saying, I like it. I just wish there was something like, I'm going to try to put that in, you know, um, cool. I'm going to try to, I just try to give, you know, everybody something that they're wanting in it. And I mean, I like breakdowns too. I was just, it was just a rule for the for the first album. Sure, I yeah. understand. And I also um, love the uh, the gang vocals you got you guys had on this. Who's oh, idea? That's all, that was all so Crow's who, idea. Okay, yeah. I was gonna ask whose idea was it because that's all um, Crow's idea. I love that dude, Kingslayer. Now I I don't want to spoil too much, but that I told you this. I texted you this. 
it's either loser or kingslayer as my favorite i i could not decide but it's actually kingslayer just the way the, oh, temp, the tempo changes from top uh, from the first point to the last point like it was it felt like a whole different song at the end that's what i love about capra style you guys take us on this journey yeah. you have no idea where it's going and you're still neither satisfied. do we most of the time and i love it i i also want to shed a little bit light on trevor allman because this is a guy that i don't think we had a chance to talk about a lot you know he's your bass player and mm-hmm. he came on after in transmission was out tyler tell me more about uh, uh trevor here because i wonder what new element does he bring into capra that you guys have not had in the past. Yeah. Well, so, so Trevor started off, he was our second guitar player. Yep. That's um, true. And we had, you know, Ben, Ben Paramore was the bass player all throughout the first before and throughout the in transmission and after. Um, and then we, we had gotten to a point where uh, we were just, we were on the road so much. So uh, it, it, it became a lot for some members and, and, you know, and instead of keeping the two guitar player system that we were building, uh, Trevor just decided to move to bass and, you know, try that out. And it ended up working really well. I think for, I think for a minute, uh, what we were going for was, I, I mean, I, I always record like multiple tracks of like the same thing with like different amps for the album. So I was like, oh, it'll just make it, you know, beefier and then we'll have the bass. But I think it ended up just like muddying it up because of the mm-hmm. complication of the riffs and just the, the the way that vocals would lay over. So it was just too much going on. And now as a four piece, I think it, it it's kind of cleared up and everybody's uh, just kind of on the same page of like when to lay back, when to go forward or hard. And, and uh, Trevor definitely brings like this, this other element, you know, he, he'll make, he's the only one that I think that's been able to tell me to dumb it down. Wow. Cause like for, for a while, like when it was just Jeremy and, and if I was, bringing riffs to our practice and it was jeremy and i uh playing together like i I would try to kill jeremy i would just be like all right we're gonna i'm gonna do this riff and then you gotta play it you know and he would just be like all right that's a lot you know i'd be like well that's what it is uh but (laughs) but with 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 trevor like he just knows when to dial back and then if it's too wild you know he'll be like oh that's a little bit all right but (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so shout out to shout out to Trevor. I, I thought he did great on this album. Really, I I feel like Capra, you guys have arrived actually as a unit with errors. And what blew me away, I, every song blew me away to a certain extent. But Nora, tell me the story behind that. Like just because that sounded completely different aside from every anything you've ever composed. That was probably the song. Even though Kingslayer is my favorite, mm-hmm. that's a song that was on repeat for me the most because. I couldn't process it at first. You know, I was listening to it. I was like, what? What? And then I went listen to it again. And then that's when I texted you. I need some time with this record. I, I went back to Nora again. Just uh, the vocals of Crow. It felt like, um, I don't know, like almost like a tribal effect to it. Like you felt like you were, I want to just dance around a fire. That's that's what the Perfect. song made me want to do. But Nora, tell me more about that. Like, how did you guys come across this idea of creating a song like this? Could we see something in, I don't know, maybe it's too early to ask this. Could we see something in the future stemming uh, from so, something yeah. like Nora? Yeah, I think I think with the more albums and I think with this one in particular, like, uh, I think people will start to realize that they're kind of tied in together. So the the albums kind of go back to back in a certain way. Uh, just the way, the way that it opens, goes through the journey, closes out, and then the next one starts. So I think just the, my intention, my idea was uh, the the way that in transmission ends on Samurai carry is a certain like four hit mm-hmm. or it's like a three hit, but then a left open. Uh, so I think starting the new album, I wanted to do those four hits, but faster and just to come right in and start the, the story all over again and go down a different road. So I think, uh, I think by album three, Nora will make more sense as does you know the past album connected with this one right very uh, in the opening of what will come uh but fun fact Nora is the name of my dog which is uh wow we've done a lot of shout outs on this podcast so shout out to Nora are you someone Tyler that when you listen to the final product of whatever you create are you someone who looks back and when you listen to a song you're like you know what I should have done it this way yes but (laughs) yes uh but then I do it live so there's certain yeah, things that's, like yeah. from in transmission 
like that I play live that is not on the album, and it's just ways that I wish I would have done it. So I love that. See it when it's live. Yeah. Oh, uh, what do you think? Uh, tell me more about the cover and the idea behind a simple, really just a simple drawing, but it, I feel like it has so much meaning it's, to it's it. It's effective. Yeah, yeah, it's effective for sure. Uh, again, Crow's idea. She wanted to go simple. I think the first album, um, I went, I wanted to go complicated and, you know, so she, she, she was like, we're not, we're going to go the opposite on this one. And I get a full wow. range. You have full control over uh the first album the the album art you know so james when you get a moment maybe later today put the albums back to back look at them the two covers yeah dude holy shit i know they're sorry but my goodness like i i see the it almost you mentioned how one album to the next they complement each other i think it's the same thing with the artwork wow tyler Uh, this one so the first one uh was our the first album was designed by our friend ben fruit and then this one we kept it you know, close. Uh, this one was designed by Nat Lacuna, who plays in the Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir. Okay, yeah, holy That's mother, from, uh, yeah, Vanna. yeah. He's I didn't know uh, that. They are really, really good at uh, they are art, and we love we love Nat. We awesome. we've had we've had them do so many flyers and just different designs for us. So it was a no brainer to to have them do our around more. Awesome, very cool. Yeah. Uh. So um, before I, I wanted to see if James had a question, but uh, okay. we, want, we also want to announce that July 28th, by the time this episode airs tied up, will be out for everyone. And that's when you're going to make the album announcement oh, for errors, right? Which so did you want to reveal the album release date, Tyler, or do you want to keep that under wraps just a little bit longer? Uh, you know, I mean, if it's already out and people are watching this, we're talking about it before it's out by uh, this now that they're seeing it. Yeah. I, uh October sixth is the um release. Right six awesome. days before my birthday. That is perfect. Yeah. I, I I knew you were gonna do that. So yeah. it'll it only made sense. <laughs> that's why that's why they did it. So, cheers. So James, uh wanna... I yeah, I've I just finished my water. So I have two two quick things I want to talk about. First of all, Sonny and I have been talking about James Cameron movies the last few days. Uh I'm curious what your favorite James Cameron movie is. Now uh-huh. to to refresh you, unless you, in, in case you you may you may know his filmography by heart. He doesn't have a big filmography. He is the Avatar movies, yeah. Titan- Titanic, okay. or Term- Terminator One and Two, um, The Abyss, I believe, Aliens, Aliens, the second, not Alien One, Alien Two, and then Aliens, uh, yeah. Aliens, and True Lies. That's pretty okay. much it. Damn. I, I mean, I'm gonna go with Terminator. That's what's up. That's one big... or two. One or two. There's a, there's a correct uh, answer. That's which one's with the lava? That's two. Okay, thank you. Love thank two. you. T two. Okay. I got over nervous there for a second. That's right. like no. There's, as a kid, like I loved. I mean, I, I I watched both just back to back to back. But sure, yeah. yeah it's the one with the lava right. always got me, dude. Right. I know, man. There was I haven't so seen much any of those in so long. <laughs> we were we were talking about Titanic. Uh, we it's a it's a controversial movie. Now, because uh, now there's there's things that there's things that I like about it, things that I don't like so much about it. So anyway, anyway, hey, I mean, I believe it is the highest selling movie of all time. Or... It was it yeah. was until Star Avatar, Wars. until Avatar, Avatar one, Avatar, okay, one, Avatar one. one. So okay. the, the top two movies are of all time grossing. Are James Cameron movies? They're James Cameron movies. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? This is why he can do the submarine thing. I. <laughs> oh my goodness! Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so hey i uh, one of the things that i want to do when when i at least when i'm when i'm here with, with interview under fire one of the things I, I like to do is spread just a little bit of awareness about the culture of what bands especially at about your level who are on their way up sure kind of the things that you're you can you're going through and people who are listening who may not quite understand some of the things so one of the things i want to talk about and i don't want you to say anything that will incriminate you or get you in trouble or anything like that so if there's something you don't want to talk about don't talk about it I don't want to talk to you just briefly about merch splits just oh. because okay oh. you don't mind okay 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 that's fine so you don't mind you and I don't want you to, again I don't want you to burn any bridges mess up any relationships if I burn I bridges watch... with merch splits then that's okay. a good bridge to burn I don't want to do it <laughs> okay great that's awesome yeah. I mean I, I just I, I remember like hearing some people you know Finn McKenty was had had a couple guests on talking about this specifically um about merch splits and if you don't know if you're not if you're a person who occasionally goes to shows and you're not familiar with how this works so the venues will you know they will charge a band a portion of their merch sales 
to sell merch there. And the original idea was behind this, like we're, we're setting up shop for you. You can only sell this merch because we're giving you the space to do it. And then the other side of that argument is, well, nobody would be here True. if we weren't playing. So what's the, you know, we're already, you're charging a door, a, a door charge for people to even get here. And so there's, there's been, and I'm very thankful, but there's been some, some people like Finn McKenzie who are bringing people on to talk about this and to kind of bring this, bring this up because I, I think it's something that needs to be addressed. Personally, I've been very lucky. I've never in me playing, I've never had to pay a merch split in my life. I've every dollar of merch I've ever sold in any band I've ever been in has been hundred percent for me, but I know that that's not, that's not the norm. So, uh, and I know you're going to Europe right now and you were just talking about how great they are. One of the things I really wanted to ask you about is Europe versus us. Do you even know right now what the state is like, like as far as merch splits go, uh, what, as what it's like far as I'm, as far as I'm, um, aware of right now, there are zero merch splits over there. Oh my God. But then, you know, there's really? also been tours I've been on in the States where we were completely unaware of it. It was never written or said or anything. And then they'll come to you after the show and ask you. And, right. Um, that's, I mean, that's usually when I say no. Sure. Sure. Okay. I um, yeah. So, and it's, it's, you know, it's different, but we, you know, since, since interview under fires, we've been getting invited to come to shows to, to do coverage photos and stuff. And so I've been going to see bands. I might not have ever gone to see before. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm seeing the prices on merch now, but you know, I'm an older guy. I'm turning 40 this year. So I, when I was younger and going to shows, you know, a shirt was like 10 or 12 bucks. And we went to see, uh, I, I just, you know, we went to see a, you know, a bigger band. We went to see Judas priest last year and a t-shirt was $60. And I'm sure I unbelievable for a t-shirt. Okay, right? I didn't know this. I was at the same show. Was it you really? were at that show? I, I, I happened to go I take a look that. and they were, they were selling, I mean, they were selling ridiculous stuff. There's like battle vests there, $200 yeah. for a, you know what they I mean? They sold like, battle vests there. Yes. Judas priest branded battle vests for oh, like man. 200 bucks. There's but a my, Gojira one for $60. I say that's, that's on that's, their that's, website. My, my point is I didn't know, like, you know, it's just been kind of brought up recently. A lot of people might not know. Tell us j- just a little bit, share with me a little bit about how, and you just, you you already told me something I didn't, you know, I didn't know was even happening where it's not in a writer. I want to make sure, make sure I'm getting this right. You're yeah, playing these shows, not. not written that you're going to have to pay a merch split. And the guy comes to you or the whoever, you know, the promoter comes to you afterward and says, Hey, we were expecting X amount, X percentage of your merch sales. This has happened to you before. Oh Yeah. It's it's typically like off soft soft merch, so any like shirt sold, hat sold, anything like that, like not physical releases or CDs, you know, stuff like that. Um, but honestly, you know, if they don't, if they're not counting in your merch, just make up a number. That's what's up. That's what's we up. had a terrible night. How punk of you! I love it. I love it. I just, I mean, there's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm with the side of the argument. Like there would be no people here. You're taking a door money. If there's a bar, you're making money off of that, you know? Also, out of the door money, we're paying the sound guy out of that. We're paying all the production out of that. It's like bands on the road are struggling enough. But I, I don't agree. Think yeah. Right. There's just, yeah, there's no point to it. I love it. So, and, and I, I want the reason I brought that up was for people listening who, like me, not that long ago, didn't even know this was happening. Uh, but that's very typical. And I guess, like, at a certain point, like the, you know, like Judas Priest's insanely expensive shirts. I think what I understand from that is these are those venues have they have the crew, they have the the employees there that are going to sell the merch for you. So you're actually paying for like a staff of people to mm-hmm. sell merch. So they count in all the merch they sell, right. and they count the inventory at the end of the night. They take they take their cut of that money. So that's, that's a different thing, and that's why that's that so is expensive. like that's a that's a thing at, at festivals and stuff like that. When you're getting hit at a local venue for it, it's just a, it's a whole different world. But I don't I don't want to prove that in any sort of sense. But um, okay, like if I, I'd rather bring someone that is going to run our merch and pay them, you know that that sure. Course. But like for shows like when we go to Europe, like of course we're gonna play some some festivals where we're just not going to be able to be around the merch table and we'll have sure. someone running our merch for us, but to pay them, that's fine. They're doing work. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a different thing. For sure. Thing uh, to pay, you know, somebody else just off of us being there and yeah. selling stuff is 
here's your card table in your dark corner. We expect yeah. 30% of your merch. Yeah. That's, right. that, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, what else we, do you need? Tell us uh, what else you need to talk to? What, 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 what do you, what is, do you, is this a wrap? What, what did you hope we would ask you, Tyler? What did you hope? Like, man, what have we, even, what have we not asked you? Let's just, they didn't even talk to me about my let's shirt, get, the poster behind me. Yeah, come on. I can't on. even see your shirt. What's your shirt? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm asking you. Like, is there something we should have asked you about your shirt or the stuff behind yeah. you? Yeah, or, or oh, my shirt. Oh, this looked... is uh, this is Ballagher Guitars. What's what's up? Uh, hey, what that's right. Ballagher yeah, Guitars. Pennsylvania. Shout out to Ballagher. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, for real. I've ever played so. Awesome, and it sounds cool. Looks different from everybody else's guitars, which you gotta love. Do you have yeah, your right. do you have your gear like in that room that you're going to take with you to Europe? I don't know if you have. Oh, like, no, I don't. No. OK, I was going to ask, like, no. what are some essential? OK, as we we're going to have a, a fight club poster. I have a uh, Inglorious Bastards poster. I'm actually which I love. Inglorious Bastards is a one those of two, movies. those two. Those two. Hey, those two movies, Tyler, are on my top ten. So, oh yeah, no, yeah, they're, those they're two phenomenal. Movies. I've read yeah. every Chuck Palahniuk book. I know that's like the hipster thing to say these days, but like, eh. I, you know, I got into them early. And I liked it. Uh, <laughs> Even more hipster. Old, one Hipper's of the than, like hipper than hipster. Old, every time I die posters. Awesome. And this flag is a uh, is all people. They're from New Orleans. Oh, over here I've got a Converge flag, and I can't see that. Awesome. An original yeah. Jordan Buckley piece, and yeah, very cool. So, and, uh, all uh, and James's media room, uh, which I'm, we're going to be in Tulsa in a week together, he has a capper flag hanging. I have the, the flag hanging. Nice. So yeah. we're actually uh, we're doing an episode of the show from that room, and so you won't be there, but you're the giant in transmission. The aura. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that show. one. That one went yeah. so fast. The other, the other one, I don't think I'll ever do the the sideways ones again. But I love the the full uh, vertical ones. Yeah, man. Tyler, what is your favorite song on Errors? God, that's hard. Favorite one to what's the most fun to play though? There's got to be one. Um, like... I I really have a soft spot for tied up. I, yeah, I feel about. like it's one of my best songs I've I've written. Excellent. Um, but then like, oh, what's it called? Um, I don't even know the name. Like, you don't even know the name of your songs. Well, well, well I don't because we we had different names for them for ye- like since we finished the last album. So <laughs> it, it was always like some dumb name I would think of, and then finally we 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 got real names for them. Um, um, what's what's uh, it's like track eight, I think. <laughs> Wait, is it is it is it transplant? Yes. Yeah. yeah, dude, that I told you, fun. I told you that was going to, that's like my third favorite. So that's, yeah. that's not up there. And also so much fun. We didn't mention it, but there is a guest vocalist from walls of freaking Jericho. Yeah. Dude, Candace. dude, uh, remind me what her name is again. Uh, Candace. Candace. So Explain, uh, I remember, yeah, I walls of, right. dude, walls of Jericho. I remember when I was first exposed to walls of walls of Jericho, it was on a, it was on one of those headbangers albums you would get from Hot Topic. Oh, yeah. In 2007, right when I graduated high school, James James came to visit. I remember specifically that day. We went to go see Transformers, if you remember that. Yep. That movie was out that year. And Megan Fox was so hot. And then we went to go to Hot Topic. And then I bought that album. Yep. And Walls of Jericho was on there. And I remember, I think they, along with 36 Crazy Fists and both bands were at mayhem the very next year the inaugural mayhem festival yeah and and then when I, when i when you told me who it was i mean i was just i was looking for everything walls of jericho that i could get back into like it was just that's I learned that's about a, them from like a hellfest dvd which is really what i mean that just triggered me into it. that threw me so far into hardcore it was unbelievable it was that, it was those early hellfest dvds and, uh, and the song is human commodity yeah, um, that'll be the I, second. That'll be the second single, I believe. If I can even awesome. say that, I don't man, know. man, the just just <laughs> the way anymore. that man, that's a, a hardcore of hardcore songs. Human commodity really hits you. Like that's the one you want to mosh to. I mean, as yeah. far as like, I can't wait to hear that live. Um, it, it, did you, you you already knew Candace prior to this album? Yeah. Or did you yeah. really? Nope. So how yeah. how did how did that hookup start? Um, well, I I wanted to do. I had the idea to do a guest vocalist on a song and ask Crow like which one would be fitting, and she gave me a few ideas. Yeah, and then I in in my brain I was like thinking, um, you know, Candace and Walls of Jericho was one of the 
biggest influences on uh on me in hardcore when i was growing up so it was like and it was a, it was a huge um part of why i really wanted to go a different direction and have pro in the band i wanted like to have you know a woman behind the mic just fucking scream can i say that uh um, yeah sure yeah. okay it's just screaming and it's like um so it, it was kind of like tying like two worlds together for, for me it was like oh uh, here's the reason why i had this idea in the first place and then now you're here and then to see them go back and forth with each other is just like for me I don't it was know, like they were talking to each chills, other oh, that's awesome yeah. that's awesome this gives me chills because like the, the reason everything is 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 happening this way and it's all part of one song which i think is so cool man i i, I knew the voice i heard it i was like yeah i know this one but i can't i'm like i have to ask tyler who this is and when you said it was walls of jericho candace um man wait to see the music video Dude, no, don't get me started on that. My goodness. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Hey, hey, here's what we're going to do. We did this one time ever. Sonny and I will do a reaction video to that. We were so bad at reaction videos. Oh, yes. We're going to do one to that. We did one. What's the last one we did? Parkway Parkway Drive. Drive. Yeah, Uh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to do one for you guys. Okay. Let me know when, whenever that's out. We're not going to put out spoilers. We'll get together yeah, like the yeah, day just, that you drop just, it. Just keep me posted, brother, and we'll, we'll do it for you guys. But yeah, no, that's um, that's awesome. So hey, <laughs> no. we'll uh, we'll we'll start wrapping it up. I do want to to just congratulate you on Thanks. another really good album, and talk to you Seriously. about how much we we appreciate you and your time and your art and your really cool nature. That we're just feel lucky to be your buddies and all that stuff. I feel uh, exactly sound- the same. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It seems like you've got a really good, uh, uh, just a really good deal. I mean, like Metal Blade seems to be letting you have a lot of your own creative control, which I know is not always the case. And bro, it's, really it's crazy. Good. I mean, like they, they actually, I mean, they believe in us. They've believed in us from the beginning, and it's, um, it's surreal, you know, to have bro. someone at that, with that yeah. power just behind you to, to say, like, we know what you can do. Go do it. I love it. I so, met. I finally met Brian Slagle. In person, oh, I still haven't met Brian Slagle. He was here. What a nice guy! We're actually uh, uh buddies on Instagram. Like he he likes all my Dallas Star. He, he's a huge hockey fan, by the way. Yes, um, massive uh, hockey. Fan. But um, I'm gonna get him a Capra jersey at some point. But yeah, don't don't tell him, Brian. If you're watching that, I didn't say uh, that. I can uh, that out. I'll so, put the dolphin squeak uh, yeah, over there. Yeah, obviously, obviously, you know that uh, me and James are big stars fans. Anyway, the point is, he was yeah. here. He was here doing the Am- Amon Amarth obituary and Carcass show. Great show. But man, he took the time to actually step back while Amon Amarth was playing one of the biggest heavy metal bands like on the label. Um, like he just he just said, Hey, uh uh, he knew who I was, interview under fire. I told him how much I appreciate him, what he's doing for the for the music, what he's doing for the movement, for the fans. So many of his bands were on our show, you know, yours included, and uh, that was just crazy. I didn't want to wash my hands that night. Sounds very weird, but getting <laughs> yeah, to shake, getting to shake his hand because he's he's one of the reasons that really took a chance on my platform, our platform, interview under fire. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for people like Brian. Even shout out to Amy Shiretto of Adam Splitter, Nuclear Blast Records, yeah. uh, Napalm Records, all these all these all these uh, amazing people and and. Uh, outlets who are doing so much for the music that people don't even know about so brian sagel i mean what Such a, a smart, what, what a smart knife. guy getting capra Incredible. on he he he's lucky that he has you guys and you guys are lucky to have him so you guys are made for each other. Really yeah, are. seems like a really good the first time really i got relationship. the first time i got mail from uh brian slagel sent me something in the mail and I got it. It's like it was a black envelope with like the metal blade stamp, Dude. and then yeah, yeah, Brian awesome. was like, you know, uh, like thanking us for something. And I was just like, oh, I still have it. it I was so gonna cool. ask if you have that letter. Oh, I kept it. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's one of the coolest pieces of mail I've got. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, man. All the well deserved. Make sure you celebrate your successes all the way, Tyler. I tell you this all the time. I'm never gonna stop telling you this because you guys deserve every piece of smoke that's 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 blowing your way. And I can't wait. For people to be exposed so to new Capra and you I'm, guys, you guys are doing so much also for the hardcore movement as well. That's also important. Yeah, definitely have oh. carved out your own place in that, and so we yeah. really, really appreciate you know what you're doing for that. Man, so. when when you have new Knock Loose and new Capra in the same month, well, 
for us. <laughs> yeah, right. hey, yeah. me or really, you know yeah. what I mean? That, yeah. It's it's always a, it's always a great time to be alive, and I'm we are extremely proud of you, Crow, Jeremy, and Trevor, for being where <laughs> you guys are at. Have a, yeah. when does the Europe tour kick off? If you want to like promote anything, Tyler, before we finish things off here, the floor is uh, yours. So uh, we, uh, July we fly out July twenty sixth, and I think it I think it's uh, July twenty seventh or twenty eighth is our first show in France. I can't remember. Um, once we get back from from that on August twenty eighth or August twenty ninth, wow. Uh, wow. We start the we start the tour with Zayo, uh, September seventeenth. I could be just making these dates up. But I'm pretty sure it's close to where and when we'll be starting it. So I think seven, September 17th, we go up to like Detroit or something. September 19th is James' yeah. birthday, so that, yeah. that's that's yeah, perfect. Well, we're, we we are going to be in Chicago. I don't know if you're out there uh, or in that area. So we've been to Chicago a couple of times. Yeah, actually. really recently. But uh, I think uh, and you guys are not playing at Furnace Fest actual this year, right? You've done a lot of stuff no. with the organization, but not yeah. Yeah. But we'll be that's, there on the Saturday. Okay, I'm that's I'm gonna be there for my birthday. Actually, that's what I'm doing. Okay, cool. Stuff. My birthday's yeah. going to Furnace Fest. We're, so we're going there. on the Saturday because it's it's a one off date. Zayo's playing the Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we had the choice to either pick up a show somewhere else uh, or go to Furnace Fest. And I was yeah. like, oh, and I think I think I think Turnstile is headlining on Saturday too. Right? Turnstile's so, headlining that. Day. God, dang, and that's yeah. that's the but, day to go. <laughs> uh, for yeah. me, the kicker is uh, Mind Force is playing. Yep. And yeah. 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 I am obsessed with that band right now. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Good for you. I, always, always a pleasure hearing what you like because it's always good. Yeah. I'm always so like, I you always that. say, you always say the right thing every time about bands that <laughs> yeah. you love. I'm like, yo, thank you. There's so <laughs> many good bands playing, but like, I, know, yeah. I saw Mind Force was playing. I was like, I mean, that new album I've, I've listened to probably a hundred, 150 times. Awesome. And I yeah. love that you're just, you're also just a fan, just like us too. That's, I am. I'm, I'm going to be, I want to be just, I, I want to take all of that in. And then I want to just go high five those guys, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, awesome. You. Um, awesome. Uh, Tyler, my man, uh, nothing but the best. Much love to you guys. Um, have a great, safe tour. Please take care of yourselves. Keep me posted on everything that's going on. Uh, we're going to release this episode around the time of that first single, Tied Up. Uh, everyone who's listening, if you can. Finally. You know, do me and Tyler a favor. Uh, me and James, uh, James Tyler, a favor also as well. Everyone's listening. Buy the records. You know when Capra drops this. You know it really helps the band. Uh, please go see them because you are missing out if you're not seeing. I Capra. know for real. That's it's, a true story right there. Really, it's an energy unlike any other. Just don't eat hot wings. Well, you can, but you well, know, I, would, I, I wouldn't recommend. Hot wings, oh, okay. it's better for sure. I recommend <laughs> not eating hot wings. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Tyler. James, any last words for Tyler? No, man, I'm I'm good. I'm just glad you're here. This is really, yeah. really. No, as, right. as, as anytime anytime, anytime you, you guys reach out, like we're, we're, we're doing. So. Dude, uh, awesome. again, thanks for joining us. Uh, take care of yourself. Have a great day. I will we'll be in touch, man. All right. Much love. Thank you, guys. Bye, Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.